Lord, we thank you for being our God. Lord, we thank you for how awesome you are, for how great you are. You created the universe, Lord. Yet you sent your son to die for us. So, Lord, we lift your name up high. We sing your praises loud, Lord. Give you all the honor, all the glory, all the praise, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, praise you, and worship you. In Jesus' name. Come and join me up the front. We don't get the comfy seats like they did last week. There's a microphone down here for me. Am I on? Good morning. Hi, Wani. Yeah, I know you as Wani, but that's not your real name. Your given name is Juanita. It is. Is, is there any cultural significance? How'd you come by that name? I have no idea what my mother was thinking because my whole life no one's been able to say it, spell it, and I can't buy anything with my name written on it unless <laughs> I go to America. It's a Spanish name. I'm from an Aussie background, and she just liked it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, Wani it is. So, Wani <laughs> is a lot easier for most people. It's yeah. so Aussie, isn't it? You yeah. know, we take a name and then just and completely it. destroy yeah. it. I actually... Um, I actually had that nickname happen when I was working in a summer camp in America. And so the children and the other co-counselors ended up calling me Wani, and that's stuck since 2000. So, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And you're married to Troy. Yes. And Charlie, your son. Yes. So how did you and Troy meet? Sure. Well, I'm coming up 20 years this year, actually. Um, I had just been at summer camp. Um, I had just been through the 9-11 experience, um, which was pretty full on because we lost some of our counsellors, family and friends in that. Mm. Um, and I was meant to be heading to Edinburgh with um, another counsellor that I had met, um, Mandy, and she decided last minute to pull the pin. And I had a one-way ticket. So I was bound to be heading to the UK regardless. Mm. So I reached out to another um, Kiwi counsellor I had met at summer camp Nancy and said, I have nowhere to stay. I was meant to be travelling with a friend. I just need to stay. We call it dossing in, America, in, in the UK where you just basically camp on someone's couch or floor. I said, can I come and stay just until I find a nanny job or get settled? And um, I did. And the day I arrived, I met Troy, who was her flatmate. So she ended up marrying Troy's best friend that he'd been to London and travelled with. Nice. And I ended up marrying Troy. So... Went all the way to um, the UK to meet a Kiwi. So mum and dad are like, what the heck? You've gone all the way <laughs> to the UK and you've married a Kiwi. So, so you're Aussie. So I'm Aussie and I've married a Kiwi. Um, and when we left London, I managed to score a job on the Whitsundays um, on Hamilton Island. And I said, well, I have a partner. Can he come too? And they're like, we'll find him something to do. He can fish the golf balls out of the golf driving range or he can do lug, you know, baggage collection at the airport or whatever. So we spent four years there, got engaged and married there, and then decided where are we going to live? 
because he was from a potato and onion growing town in New Zealand called Pukekohe. I grew up in Ipswich, which I don't share that very much. Um, <laughs> and after travelling a lot around the world, I knew that I wasn't really destined to spend the rest of my time in Ipswich. And he certainly didn't want to go back to Pukekohe. And I had spent a lot of time doing um, youth group and music camps on the sunny coast and said, well, how about we have a look at that? Um, as far as our lifestyle and stuff goes, that might be a good spot. So we bought a house and ended up here. Brilliant, brilliant. Mm. So you started life as a nanny? Um, I started um, straight after college. I ended up working on the islands, running the kids' clubs and things in yep. the school holiday breaks. And then I went to New, uh, Sydney for a three-week holiday and stayed for six years and ended up running some childcare centres down there. Saw the ad um, to go to summer camp, went across and did that. And then from there, ended up becoming a nanny um, in the UK for an ex-Formula One Ferrari racing driver. Oh, wow. That had won the 79... 80 series. So, a South African guy called Michael Schumacher, for those that may know oh, that you're name. you're kidding. Oh, unbelievable. So I think everyone knows him. Uh, I was his live-in nanny Monday to Friday, and then on a weekend, he would have two nannies to come in and look after the four children when I had weekends off. So, yeah. So, I, um, I lived in a castle, um, but my feet were firmly planted on the ground when I go back into London and go into a share house with about, you know, 15 Kiwis, South Africans, Aussies, all on their working holiday visas, so. So does Tony know that you've worked with Michael Schumacher? I don't actually know. Because he's an F1 nut. Is he? I don't yeah. know. Well, he'll yeah. have to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so. So uh, working with children a lot yes. in the early days, so that's obviously led you to your current work. You're still working in childcare. I am. So. I originally wanted to be a midwife and biology was not my favourite subject at school, so that was a problem. Um, so I ended up going into childcare. I had a lot of people say to me, you have a natural way with children, why don't you do childcare? So I finished high school in Ipswich and ended up going to Rockhampton to do um, just a certificate three in childcare. Mm. And I say just a certificate three because that's a very basic entry level that you do. I nannied for a family in Yapoon at the time just to put myself through college. Um, and then I do the islands. Um, I go across to Heron Island in the school holidays and stuff and run their kids' clubs. So um, I, I did my first um, certificate three and went, I'm really good at this. And I just nailed it and I did really well. And they said, well, we should put you straight into the second year of your diploma. And then I ended up doing my advanced diploma and it went from there. So, um, but I very quickly progressed through those roles from being an assistant educator to an educator to a my very first job, I think I was promoted in the first week to the supervisor, and then I became an ops manager. So for those that used to see my froggy car that I used to drive around for years, I helped build the tadpoles um, childcare centers on the coast for a family-owned um, and operated business. Um, and then that sold to a big corporate, and um, I was like, what am I gonna do now? So I had a lot of people in the church community, particularly Wendy and Graham, say, why don't you actually start your own business. So I did. So um, I opened it three months before COVID. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and my saving grace was the Montessori school at Marichidor um, really needed some support. And whilst they cancelled all visitors on site um, during COVID, I was the one exception. So they were my bread and butter when I first started. But my business is about going in and mostly supporting PNCs in local schools like Bly Bly um, and many others across the coast and Brizzy and the Gold Coast to run their own before and after school care services. So um, two weeks before Christmas, I just opened a 180 place service at Belmont State School, 
which was epic, and I'm still getting over that. <laughs> We're in the middle of that. Um, and in two weeks' time, I'm opening a little standalone kindergarten for an approved provider on the Gold Coast. So I basically service from Goldie right through to Gympie, and I consult on everything from HR, training, um, quality programs for children, everything and anything. So that's what I do, and yeah. And it allows you to travel a little bit. It seems for the last, what, almost two years or year and a half, every time I open up Facebook, there's a new place for the travelling trio. Yes. So you've been travelling around Australia for the last, oh, quite a while wow. now. Yep, yep, reality's hit this week. I'm yeah. back for a while how, now. <laughs> how did that come about? Um, it's always been a dream to travel around Australia and I didn't think Troy would say yes and agree to it, but he did. Um, Charlie was only nine at the time, so he wasn't loving school. He's um, an outdoors boy and he's not a fan of sitting in a classroom six hours a day. So I was already thinking it was something we really wanted to do and then we actually lost, um, lost some loved ones around the COVID time and we'd been to a recent um, holiday to Fiji and six weeks later we came back and the family that we went with, the husband was tragically killed in a, a car accident. Um, and we just stopped and went, you know what, life is short and so many people are losing loved ones around us. What if we don't get an opportunity to do it? So we did. Everyone thought we were nuts. We had so many people tell us how brave and courageous we were, um, but we just made it happen. We worked really hard for six months. We managed to secure a caravan, secure a car, rent out our house in Bly Bly, and we spent the whole of um, 2021 travelling around Australia. So. We homeschooled Charlie, which was painful, but um, lots of broken pencils. Um, but we had the most incredible time as a family. We connected on levels we never thought possible. Um, and the only, only arguments that ever occurred were about schoolwork. So um, we just had the time of our lives. And then when we got back, we realised we weren't quite done yet. And we hadn't quite got to do Queensland. We figured Queensland's our home state. We can do it another time. So we took off for another three months last year and did the Big Red Bash at Birdsville, all about back Queensland, the Dinosaur Trail, and back down the East Coast. And I was back in time to start working on this new centre I've just opened. So we are still in our caravan two years later. We had only planned to live in our van for 12 months, but our tenants don't want to move out because they really like our house. And we agreed to extend. So we are living off-grid in our caravan until June. And, um, and that has been challenging over the summer, um, not having power. and. Mm. running water and stuff. Um, but yeah, we're just making it work. So, back to reality. It seems Charlie's at least settled down, not breaking pencils. He's going to a new school. He is. He's actually off, thanks to Carolyn's recommendation, he's off to Suncoast Christian College this year for grade six. Mm. Um, and just really hoping that a change of environment um, and a real nurturing environment will make the difference for him to maybe reignite some learning. Um, yeah. And he's actually excited about going back to school, yes. isn't he? So. Yeah, he is. And he actually, is this will surprise you, Carolyn, he actually researched leather school shoes online the other day. For people that know Charlie, anything to do with school is not on his out-of-hours radar. And he was researching lace-up leather black shoes because he knew we had to go and buy them. So we did that the other day with not too much difficulty, which was good. So, yeah. So is that the quality of your teachings, forced him back to school? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't dare say yeah. that, would I? Broken pencils. So, yes, yeah, so we are back to reality this year. We have no major big 
trips planned. We have got Bali on the radar with some friends in September, but um, we're kind of feeling like we've come back with a thud because we've got no big travel adventures mm. planned. So um, weekends and school holidays it is. <laughs> we start mm. there. So what about your faith journey? How did you mm-hmm. come to know Jesus? Sure. Um, I grew up in Ipswich with the um, Church of Christ there. I went to Sunday school and youth group and I was in grade seven and I was at a youth service, um, our usual youth service on a Sunday night and I really felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit and I came forward on an altar call and I think it was within that same year I was begging my very elderly deacons and elder, elders on the team to let me buy a drum kit so that I could start playing drums in the worship team and um, I'm still doing that many years later, thankfully with Marty. So. Yeah, so we um, welcome it I was only in grade seven. Grade seven. And, I mean, uh, in that tr- uh, journey, has there been any particular sort of God moments, Holy Spirit moments that you can recall? Absolutely. Oh, um, oh, it gets a bit emotional now, doesn't it? For those of you that know um, our journey, Charlie was a five-year IVF baby, and um, God was in that absolutely through and through. So... Mm. He's, um, he's blessed us with only one child, but we've been very blessed. And it was a long road. Five years is a long time to it throw was, 10 grand a go at um, trying to have a baby. So mm, mm. God was definitely there throughout all of that. And I just remember hearing his voice saying, when the, when the time's right, it will happen. Yeah. And um, 11 years later, well, he's now 11, but yeah, five years after going through IVF, we're blessed with Charlie, and um, he's spirited <laughs> and challenging, <laughs> um, but he was obviously meant to be for us. So, yeah, yeah. So definitely that. I remember that time. It was it was very trying. Mm. Yeah. Um. Are there any significant spiritual disciplines that you practice that uh, you can encourage us with? Hmm. For me, it's, it's definitely worship. Um, I know if I'm feeling like I need to press in closer to God or if I need some solitude because it's all just too much on the work front because running two family... We actually have two family businesses, so Troy runs his own family business and I run my own. Um, it can get a little bit much when you're the only person that can solve those issues. So when I need to escape or feel like I need to press into God more, for me, it's worship, um, whether that's... Um, cranking the worship songs on my drive down to Brizzy or Gold Coast or just replaying songs that we might have played um, at church on a Sunday morning. For me, I find solace and peace in worship. So, yeah. Funnily enough, so do I. Mm. (laughs) So what does uh, 2024 look like for Wannie, Troy and Charlie? Well, we're still camping out just down here in the caravan, off-grid, till June, which um, we're kind of questioning at the moment because we've got an influx of mosquitoes and wet weather and... Snakes. Last night we had our very first python hanging above Charlie's swag and his new gazebo, and I have a Kiwi husband who's petrified of snakes, so Mama had to go and assess the situation <laughs> and find out what kind of snake it was. Um, yeah, so we're parked, up, we're parked up there for a little while before we return to our house... Um, in Blythe um, Work is hectic for both of us. Charlie's heading into a new school. So I think we're going to be just embracing weekends and, and holidays to kind of make sure we maintain that connection 
and it could not get caught up in the day-to-day -day rut again, which I think we all um, find at times we can get stuck in. Um, and yeah, spending lots more time being able to support the church and um, supporting you know, the leadership team and stuff like that. So. And that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. I mean, you've had a bit of a sabbatical from the, um, the, the um, SALT team, our spiritual leadership team. And uh, Tony and I are really looking forward to you coming back and giving us some common sense and, and that feminine <laughs> input. That. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll have to stop meeting at the pub. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> we meet down at Coolum Beach. Yeah. But, uh, we'll have to get you to the beach. But, uh, well, thank you for um, stepping up and not finding any excuses to get out of mm. being interviewed. I know it's a scary thing to do, to let others in, but we do find that this series um, allows us to, to get a little bit closer to, to each other, to learn something about someone that uh, you know, we perhaps didn't know and to journey with them. Um, so there'll be more next week. There'll be another interview next week and Tony will be back for that. But um, before we finish, let's, um, let's just pray for Juanita. Thanks, Father, I, um, I just come before you and, and, and give you thanks for Wani and the amazing woman that she is. We praise you for the relationship she, she not only has with you, but with, with Troy. We thank you for answer to prayer and Charlie coming along after such a struggle in the IVF program. We thank you for Charlie and uh, we just pray for him as he heads towards this year starting a, a new school. We thank you that he's enthused. We just ask that you might just uphold that enthusiasm. Uh, and, and hopefully, Lord, it, you know, as, as a teenager heading off into to young adulthood, he just might find his place in this world. Father, I, I bring before you, Wani, and uh, the challenges of, of living in a, in a paddock. Um, Lord, uh, snakes and mozzies and, and all that goes along, I pray that those aren't distractions from for what you have in, in place for this coming year for her and her family. We continue to pray for Troy and uh, his relationship with you. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on Troy and draw him into your kingdom. And Father, as, as we head off into to this year, we just look forward to um, the amazing insights that Wani can bring to our spiritual leadership team. We thank you for her, the skills that you have given her there. Um, and the, the difference she has made in the past as we've got together. We look forward to what you have for us as River Life and uh, for the amazing things you will do in this body, in this family of believers. So, Lord, as we, um, we just finish up our time together, we thank you for the amazing gifts you have given Wani for her willingness to serve your church um, and for the blessing she is to us all through Christ our Lord. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate you taking time to come with us. Why don't you stand and uh, join us as we finish our time together?